All right, well, welcome to a rather unique episode of The Adventures of Alta Mountain Tale. Um, I was flabbergasted end of last episode. Just fucking bamboozled. Maybe because you, you usually hope that your friends are at least going to hesitate before they stab you in the back. No. Same. I mean, we were raised differently. <laughs> you guys, listen, you guys don't understand Minnie Lee. She was raised on the streets, okay? We know you a hug. Okay. <laughs> It is a it is a funny point about loyalty, because you could say she is absolutely being loyal. We could but remember yeah. we had a conversation about like we were all going to stick together, and if we uh, we weren't going to stick together, we would have a conversation outside of hostilities, I, and everybody was all in on that. Yeah, my conversation with you guys was absolutely not hostile. It was very calm. It was so you wouldn't attack me. I had to protect myself. It was join or die. Yeah. Join the mafia and we shoot you in cold blood. Like... I don't think that's hostile. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness though, <laughs> she said, if we don't join, they're going to kill us. So make a choice. Uh, but I, for, for me, Minui going back to the family, in character, not a shock. What really fucks shit up is do. <laughs> Turning heel. <laughs> That's what we should be See, talking about. I'm less surprised he turned heel than she did. Why? Oh, I'm no. I'm why were you? Why? Do is sketchy. Motherfucker's been sketchy since day one. We don't know shit about him. He's probably know. got a family ring in his fucking pocket right now. No, no, he had. He they gave him one. Remember? Right in front he of really you guys. He really does have a family oh, ring in his pocket. Right this. I'm gonna start with your fingers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay, so wait. Why was Menui more shocking to you? Just, I mean, you have to think about her, like the character itself. I mean, I, I thought the after the mom thing, maybe you had like a change some of type heart? of emotional <laughs> growth. I don't even like my real life mom. <laughs> I wrote the mom character early in the campaign before I knew Ashley kind of well. So the whole like mom thing coming out was like, yeah, this will have an impact because I had a good family life growing up. <laughs> And Ashley's like, I could care less. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> also, my character could care less. <laughs> There's well, almost like. And the reason why my character and I want and I want to explain something. The reason why Minui does not care as much about Monet is I, I she was very excited to see her mother was alive, but at the same time she was orphaned very young. She doesn't. I mean, this is still a stranger to her. I mean, it, it'd be like if you. Say you were adopted. Okay, right. Like, say you personally were adopted. And then your birth parent came out of the woodworks. You happened to meet them in a in a bar fight. Okay, it's like... <laughs> it's, it's like a boy named Sue. Okay, by Johnny Cash. It's like a boy named Sue. You meet your dad in a bar fight. And he's like, are, are you going to... Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill me? And, and, the, and the boy named Sue is like, obviously, I'm going to fucking kill you. You named me Sue. You left. Or you found out you were kidnapped. The people kidnapped you, raised you, and then your mother's been trying to make things right since then. Minnie and then Lee, you still stab that bitch. She technically wasn't kidnapped, though. Because she was orphaned, and then she was left to die. Groomed. Oh, okay, there's a big circle to kidnap, but I, I, I would say groomed more. Like, yeah. I feel do, like she was kidnapped with extra do, steps. Do you think if you'd have been an orphan without any magical inclination that they would have picked you up and gave you food and shelter? Oh, absolutely not. not. No. Absolutely not. But You're but that doesn't mean but that means that that's exactly what you said though. That means that it's groomed, not kidnapped. Because kidnapped would mean that they they killed my father and my and got rid of my mother with the intention to take me immediately, which they would have done. 
but they did not. But you remember when you got possessed and we didn't kill you? Yeah, Minnie. You listen. remember like the like months of us like working together and like us healing you. Mm-hmm. Arguably, I think Will gave his life twice for the, the fucking angel. party. Like cold. I'm pretty sure we had a bit about flowers in there. I dare say one of those times you died was like to cover up your own fuck ups, though. <laughs> yeah. So I I'd say that that pedestal you're on maybe like lower a little bit. <laughs> I think. But I'm still on that shit. Here's the thing. I think I think it needs to be noted. A Whenever Minui made that choice, right? It was 100% in character. It's everything she, I mean, it's everything she's wanted handed to her on a silver platter and more. Okay. And she thought, and like, in, when I was thinking, like, for my character, in, in my character's mind, in Minui's mind, she was thinking this is the best option because A, this gives us resources. This gives us people. This gives us lack of, like, there's less suspicion about what we're doing. And we have abilities to be able to either um, get a message out or um, it gives us an ability to really research these portals and these things to help get us out of our situation and help everybody. But at the same time, you have to do some shady shit sometimes. And that's the reality of the world she, she was raised in. She was raised with, listen, you do some shady shit to get what you want. This is what she wanted. She, she, she knows that the entire party, what we had wanted from the get-go, was to get out, to find a way out, even if it means doing occasional sketchy shit. I, I really enjoyed the scene between um, Adam and Ashley in the last episode because of those parallels there. Like, you know, it's like, I, I've been there, you know. So I, I, I love how this has played out because I didn't expect it to be this crazy shit. So I'm I'm pretty excited. It's a new level for me. Yeah, I've never never adjudicated a a, a party PvP split down the middle like this. It's the first. Yeah, I was gonna ask actually because you so whenever we were planning on doing the podcast and sending out you were sending us emails about hey what kind of um, monsters and things do you want to fight like what kind of battles would you be interested in in your mind. Is this something that you could have ever? I mean, granted, it's not. It's something that surprised you, but is it something? <laughs> but is it something that you ever like would have found yourself enjoying creating or doing? I mean, I, I we wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't enjoy the creative process, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But like, yeah, because I love this story, and that's very self-serving, um, you know, because everybody that GMs is kind of a narcissist. I feel like at least a homebrew is kind of a narcissist, like. Yeah, this is pretty great. <laughs> no one will know I'm ripping off Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> you know? I'm way smarter than the audience. They're like, so they're on an ice planet. Yeah. And they're riding around on these two-legged things. Yeah. And then there's giant four-legged things. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Empire Strikes Back. And you're like, oh, I'm not that clever. But no, they're, you guys surprise me from time to time. But a lot of times, I feel I'm like the suave conductor taking you down the story. I'm right now. I'm a fucking passenger because <laughs> of the way this played out. Like I'm along for the ride. I can't control this now. So that's great. That's really reassuring. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos. This is fucking chaos, and we're gonna find out how it works. I feel like um, so, Nick. Though my question to you is, how is your character feeling, or how are you feeling about your character's decision? 
because I mean, you were obviously very many. We many we accepted no hesitation. She was like, absolutely. This is exactly what I wanted. This is everything. It's it's a salt. It's a solution. It is a savior. This this is going to help us in every way. This was there. This was a no questions asked. Absolutely. Yes. For her. But for you, there was more of a of a hesitation, more of a like, hey, I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. And it was just push after push. I feel like I sorry, I know I'm asking you a question, but I feel like no. Minnie Wee didn't have to put didn't didn't even really bother pushing Sigorum because she was like, I already know exactly what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this is the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um where at and then with Adam, um uh, with Will's character with Will, Minnie Wee just was like reading him to filth. Um, to try to make him feel shitty enough, mm-hmm. you know, basically. But with you, you know, she almost didn't really have to do much, and yet your character really made the most impactful decision. Well, so I went with... I don't know if I should say, like, I went for it this way. It's still in my mind, I'm torn. And I know that the character's torn, Uh because of all the stuff that we've been through. Yeah. And so, but I know that there is a bigger picture of why I did it that I'm not going to say like out loud. Yeah. But like there is. I think that's the important thing. Do made a decision, but he is clearly torn about it. Yeah. For reasons. Yeah. Because at yeah. some point, do, 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 but that, at some point, if the party goes right, he's going to have to turn left. I, I just you know what I mean. S- like yeah. that's just there was some there was going to be a moment, and it really sucks that this was it because <laughs> 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 I wasn't ready for that yet. But that's just what happened. I also want to point out too that like when it comes to all of our characters, Sigorum is a very hard, lawful follower. He he follows his morals to the letter, right? Will Will is the same way in that once he makes a decision, he's going with that. He's not he's not wavering. He might be wavering a little bit more now that he's changed and he's struggling with that change. But up until now, he's been very unwavering. He's like, nope, this is my decision. I'm sticking with it. And even during our conversation, it was, no, this is I'm sticking with this. This is my decision. And Minui is also very sure of herself, very sure of what she wants. And I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong or if I overstep when I say this, but I feel like with Sir Du, he has been told what to do or controlled his entire life. I mean, one that comes from being of um, the station in which you're in. Um, and so now that you're attempting to think for yourself to do what you need, to do for your character's sake or what your character views to be what he needs. Um, would it be overstepping to say that that's, that that's likely the reason why he's so torn? It's confusing. You're talking to Nick, right? Yeah. 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 Oh shit. I heard you say Shigorum. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> I was talking about our decision making, the way we handle it because yeah, no, your I decisions, mean, even here, like we've seen scenes where your decisions right. are very controlled. Right. Right. No, you're you're not wrong. You kind of just nailed all that on the head. Uh, so now we just have to figure out, or I have to figure out the fallout. The yeah, like that's the that's the whole man. I'm like nervous about how the rest of this story is going to go. Same. 
<laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I am. Because, like, I went from, like, I got a handle on these guys and what's going on to, oh, shit. Because <laughs> even now, like, with everything that you just said, like, I don't know. It, because even in my mind, I'm like, and I know that my character's thinking the same thing. Like, did I make the right decision? But you got to live with it. And I'm going with it. But the... Well, Sound a bit I, indecisive, if ever. I well, champion who doubts. <laughs> I think the biggest thing too with uh, Arthur is that he needs to keep in mind is that this isn't a decision that he can go back on. No, 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 no. That's the thing. There's no taking back these. So, you like, made this decision, I and it's not just forward. because. Of, well, and it's not just because of the battle either. It's because the family doesn't will not fucking put up with it. Well, they absolutely will. <laughs> Kill you. you. They will do whatever they. No, no decisions final. You can always turn your back at the last minute. I mean, that's always an option. It is an option, but it's not a good one. And I'll say this: this is like this is like your boss telling you you can't quit. Like, there's one more member of this party that's a member of the family. No, I'm kidding. I did enjoy though that uh, um could you imagine? Oh it was God. it was all just posturing like stab Sigour in the back. <laughs> we, we made a joke earlier, like, what if everybody was actually just a, a secret member of the family and then they all pull out rings and you're like, Oh Damn. And, they, and they were right back on track. Hey. I, was, <laughs> I would still kill him. <laughs> because that's how you get promotions. I, I do feel bad though because of which is <laughs> the shitty part because like in my mind I feel like I made a good uh, the right decision. But in your heart, you don't feel like you did because you feel like you betrayed and fucked your people over. And then, like, listening to Brad, he's like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Brad. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> he, he at least thought you'd hesitate for you, you know, like, it, turn I your back. Did, it was though, like there was, the point. He was hesitating, though. It, it's like there, there was, was a second one of me for a minute. If you listen to it, like, I sat there just like, oh, balls. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Well, I, I, like, Nick was playing for time with the whole, like, I probably am going to join. And I'm like, that's cute. But I'm like, I'm forcing this decision right now because I need to plan for it. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I, got I do. Two weeks till next session. I got to prep. One thing that I do love is, um, that you get to experience basically what we've experienced this entire time where it's like, shit, what the fuck's going on? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you game master at a level, you're like, you want control. And particularly for a podcast where this isn't all scripted, but we do produce some things. But man, like to go off the rails this hard is this but this that's is, the crappy thing i didn't think that it went off the rails that hard until you were like oh, i don't know what's going i just happen. you know i make Tune it, in next week. i make assumptions as the gm for this for the podcast and you guys i make certain assumptions based on knowing you guys in the character and a good chunk of time yeah i'm there but that was nick that was a, a big surprise i didn't see coming <laughs> and it's great for the story because it's not what nick would have done it's what sir arthur would have done and I think it's I think it's believable and in care. The last thing I'll talk about though is that um, I enjoyed that Minui had an approach for everybody. Oh man, she killed but, it! Did she? Not? She, that was she great. killed that was great. it. Great, your best episode by far. But like you had cracks in the armor for Do, and you wailed on him, and you had cracks in the armor for Adam, but you know because of the arc he just went through. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think Sigorm had those cracks. Sigourm didn't, and that's, I mean, that's why she really, I feel like Minui didn't really waste much time with him. She was like, listen, 
this is what's going to help everybody. I'm telling you, if you don't do this, you're going to die. I don't want to see you dead. Like she, I think she tried to appeal to him, but it wasn't like she, I, Minui knows Sigorum is very strict in his beliefs and his thoughts and his, in the way he lives his life. His moral code is very, it, it's not like hers or like Will's was, or even I would dare to say like Dew's, where it, it wavers um, depending on what is needed for them at that particular time. His is, yours is consistent, consistently the same. You respect the dead. You respect every, everybody. You, you do things the right way. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You do it the right way. Sigorum has definitely had a certain consistency to him, um, a lot of which was lost to him in the beginning, but he's kind of rediscovering himself, the nature of who he was before the story of the mountain is evolving for him. Uh, it, sh- it should have stopped, but his story kept going, so he's still changing. His, his nature is slowly becoming something else. That's one of the reasons why he seems like he's stuck on that railroad. This is all a little bit of a waste of time to him. It's unnecessary, and in his experience, not to be trusted. No matter what happens in the next couple episodes, somebody's getting left out in the cold. pans across the Alaskan wilderness. It is night. We see a lone wolf howl in the distance. And in the sky, the shifting green and blue hues of the Aurora Borealis, which is something that's not on the world you guys come from. Or if it is, maybe no one has seen it. And sitting by a firelight, staring at him, is one Will. What's going through his head as he stares in the fire? What is he okay with doing in the hours or days to come? Uh, you know, he was very sure of his path of what he was going to do, and that got rocked down to its foundations. And so he thought he kind of knew what he was willing to do and where he sat kind of again and how he would approach things if he was unsure. Um, and then this happened. Uh, so I would like to think, as he kind of talked before, like, he's praying. He is. He doesn't know what to do, so... He's seeing if uh, the higher power can tell him. What What is, I mean, you know, when we think of prayers, it's that very prototypical, like, oh, but like, you can literally talk to your God. So, I mean, what are you saying? I'm a stare. I made a deal with you whenever, is that right? Is that the right voice? For your character? <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here, like, second-guessing myself, like... No, that sounded, that sounded right. Yeah, pretty I good. feel like we're Real all sutures. so nervous. Position extraordinaire. Position extraordinaire. There we go. It's too close. <laughs> I think it. I think it's more nasally, like oil suture. Well, it's a little more subdued since shit happened. So, uh, I'm a stare. We made a deal that if I landed myself in a situation or I wasn't sure what to do, you know, I would ask you what 
Father Zachariah would do. As you said that, like you hear footsteps behind you, and the man in black sits down next to you, and maybe Will's like leaning against a log or something, or sitting on the ground, and Amastair sits down next to you. Well, Amastair, me. (laughs) Well, I know Zachariah always wanted to help people because it was the right thing to do. And even though we're not at Callstown, there are people in that town that need help. And I want to help them, but I didn't think I would have to hurt those who I have come to trust, that I owe my very life to. These are these are the times you don't want to see. These are the hard times. And yeah, you might have to make a decision, but... And he's like, kind of like... Because he's he's a little frustrated. Like, he's a little... He's where you're at, you know? He's yeah. feeling your emotions. You're feeling his. And he's just like, it may come down to the greatest good. That was my... That was my whole argument before. Anything for the greater good. And uh, it I didn't think, go so well. I think this time, though, take yourself out of the equation. So I run away. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just... I don't want to hurt anybody anymore. Then we're just going to have to hope a way forward presents itself. But I'm here. And where you walk, I walk. It was then that you carried me. Hell no, you're boring. (laughs) (laughs) I was playing volleyball on that beach. Those footsteps were yours. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) And he's gone at that point. And you're thinking, just like, do do I have what it takes? It's not about the gear. It's like, do I have the way forward? Do I have the will to live? Do you have the will to live? (laughs) But no. You know, you're not worried about your gear, you know, because you're looking it over in the firelight. And, you know, you're like, well, I've got my armor, I've got my shield. And you look at the shield, and it's glinting in the firelight, that lion head shield. And you kind of turn away, and you look back, and it blinks. And then, like, its eyes kind of open, and it's... You're very different. What? (laughs) The hell is happening? The last one to carry me was bad. Twisted. And for them lately, you were also the same. But you're different now. You might be worth talking to. Oh, that's cool. I'm trying my best. Uh, do you have a name? I'm a shield. Of course I don't have a name. That's stupid. But I have been carried by great champions of good. And I guess the jury's still out on you. I have to be honest. I was getting ready to hand you off to, uh... A companion of mine who I thought would use me better. (laughs) And uh, at this point, I'm really glad I didn't. I'm a shield. I go where I'm given. I don't have hands, but we can talk. Regardless in the days to come, if I don't have the wherewithal to make the decisions that are needed, something tells me you'll have a new owner. (laughs) I'm a shield. Eventually, I'll have a new owner. But there's a chance I might remember you now. I gotta say... A few weeks ago, I would have definitely known this wasn't real. (laughs) And now I'm trying to figure out how it couldn't be real. And that's why we're talking. And the camera pans up into the night. What the fuck? (laughs) And we cross miles and miles to the lights of a small town down Bob Bloggett Highway in Nome, Alaska. Is that real? Bob Bloggett Highway? Bob Bloggett Highway runs through Nome. 
Did you fact, live there? Not in Nome, but I lived in Alaska. Um, shout out to any listener we have in Nome. Shout out to Buddy, particularly Matt Say, my boy, from 7th grade and 8th grade. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were chit-chatting about the podcast the other day, so shout out to my boy. Shout out again to the Outwaters. I have a I, just, I have a I have a love for Alaska. This is the whole arc, basically. Mm, that's awesome. I, I'd love to friends. visit it. Um, but we pan to a room. We're sitting on a chair with a half-eaten dinner next to him. A handsome man in plate. Sir, uh, Arthur. don't look at me. Sir Arthur, do what's going through your head? Disgust, <laughs> happiness, <laughs> all the emotions that could. You could possibly feel. How's that second ring feeling? Weird. <laughs> it's, uh, he's sitting there bouncing his legs. Like nervously, Nerv- maybe? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to contemplate everything that could have happened and what is going to happen and how to move forward with his quest, really. Just, is this the right decision? Is this going to get me closer to my goals? How is all this going to plan? play out like who who am I going to hurt and not want to hurt or how how am I going to get hurt from someone I don't want to hurt me <laughs> like I just you, you see what they can do yeah you know but also they've been your friends yeah and that's that's the place. hardest decision because we have been through so much together and learned and have grown in this death trap of a rock and now we're split do you feel though that like you're a little closer to that goal that's so important? That's the problem because now it's moving forward, which I would have hoped to have companions along the way. Now I feel like I'm reached the point to where it's riding solo. You feel alone. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably accurate. But yeah, I mean that's 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 dead on. I think so. But you currently in the room, you are alone. That's correct. When a voice speaks. Yeah. <laughs> that <didn't laugh. laughs> I'm just so excited. And Tyler Perry's Medina was no. And a voice speaks that you've never heard. That I've never heard. No, you've never heard. Okay, well you go ahead. Arthur, do what? Interesting person you are. Can I see anybody? I'm just hearing it. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> and like, the ring warms a little. Which ring? The one that the family oh. didn't give you. Ooh. You are working for some of my followers. And they have their schemes. If they didn't, they wouldn't be my followers. And they want you to find some things for them. What kind of things? Those hell legions that I'm missing. And I know what you want. (laughs) And I'll tell you what. Do something for me. And you won't need that ring. You won't need to fake the power. You won't need to borrow it. If you find those hell legions for me, they'll answer to you. But in the coming days, you'll have to offer up something to me. What do you want to for you to let go of them. And if the time comes, you don't hesitate. And I'll make sure you find your lady love. Because no one will have the power to stop you. God dang it. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like that's cheating. Uh, 
It's getting thick. Is, is that Asmodeus? One could maybe infer. That's some pretty heavy shit, because like it's one thing to have some like dead god talk to you. It's another to have like one of the major of the pantheon. Well, I don't know who it is. Uh, <laughs> Do I? You could maybe infer. Like at this point, like yeah. go for it. Okay. Because you know that the Church of Asmodeus set you up. No pressure. Not no. the. Not the oh. You're in the hot seat, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Will's gonna sit there and it, who? Yeah. Who? Oh, damn. Sorry. How Sorry. do you constantly fuck up my character's name? I don't know. I don't know. Arthur's gonna sit there, probably for an annoyingly amount of time to him, and just say, "I will do your bidding for this." As long as she's safe. When the time comes, you'll know what to offer up, and our bargain will be seen. It'll be soon. They're coming. Tally ho! Hell, <laughs> <laughs> <Hail>, Satan! <laughs> Traditional Arthur fashion. You might be the most evil character in this podcast, and it might be partly because of stupidity, but still. <laughs> Let's just say for for due, something's being offered, but before it's accepted, the, he's got to pay a price. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Floating across beautiful, untouched Alaskan wilderness, back to a small encampment in tribal lands. What's Sigorum doing? Sigorum is taking a walk, and if someone were spying on him, it would seem like he's talking to himself. But it it. It has the nature of a back-and-forth conversation, speaking with somebody that just isn't there. Or maybe a ghost, a spirit, mankind. It all just seems like such a waste. Life can seem like that. I don't know if we can persevere. We may fail the queen. It's possible. I think more importantly, though, even if we fail her, we can succeed to ourselves. Even if we fail and die, if we do it doing the right thing, that matters. I want to free the souls. I don't want to be among them. But if <laughs> it comes to it, if it comes to it, I'll see you soon. <laughs> As a trapped soul, I can assure you, I hope that we can free them. I think in doing so, we can free ourselves. But when it counts, when the odds are bad, it's when doing the right thing means more than anything. A life of war has its absolutes. Knowing that compassion is real, that you can make friendship, bonds of love, even just having a taste of these things. Why? Why must it always be war? More murder? And how? How is it always right? Right and wrong is what we decided this. The strong will always attempt to leverage against the weak. And the amount of people to stand in that way are never enough. It's never enough. But still, sometimes you can make it enough. You forget, between the two of us, we've got a hundred years' experience. We haven't lost yet, Sigorum. Sigorum walks up to a tree, puts his hands upon it, takes in a deep breath. This place is different, but some things feel the same. There's still a connection to the orchard. And over the course of a few minutes, Sigorum's scale mail begins to shift awkwardly around the back of his shoulder blades as branches begin to grow out 
tree branches, sprouting apples, one apple on each four branches total, the pain of which brings him to his knees, because life is painful sometimes, but you can grow. Sigorum is preparing for war by growing life and apple. The symbol of the apple on your shield, what color is it? I was never determined. I, uh, I think the armor was in a, in a pretty used condition when I got it. I've, I think maybe the color had faded. But what is it now? I love me some green apples. Then that's the apples that are growing from your armor. From a uh, spellcasting standpoint, I've turned myself into a vital beacon. <laughs> oh, shit. The apples in the branches represent the uses of the vital beacon. Myself or an ally of mine can interact with me to receive the essence and life of one of these apples. And Sigorm touches nature of this Alaskan wilderness, and he and Mankai talk, and we pan back to the lights of Nome, to the third floor of a printing building. We're sitting in an office, is Minui holding a glass of something. It's going through Minui's head. Um, can I ask, does Minui know that the others busted out? Is that to her knowledge? It's common knowledge at this it's point. Yeah. At this point. I think she knows what's coming. She knows that this is going to be the end of the group. It there's no there's no repairing this. No matter how many conversations they could try to have, she she is proud of herself, though. Because even though she's back with the family who did have a member turn on her. And she felt that sting, and she, she didn't want to trust them again. She's proud because she knows that doing this is going to help her endeavor more more than what they were doing. She feels accomplished. I'd like to think that Minui is very... She's unafraid. She knows either she's going to die, or they will, and she's accepted that fate because... No matter what, the family is going to continue. The family will still prosper. They will find another to take her place, even if it's Draken, or not Draken, <laughs> even if it's Drac. She knows she needs to have a conversation with Arthur, because if their ruse is to work, she's needing to talk to him about his place in it, in regards to the town and how to handle the future. I'd like to think that. Minui has accepted her fates. It, it's one way or the other. She is not going to dwell on it. She's looking to the future of what happens when she survives. Because for her, there's just no... She's going to live or she's going to die by the family for the family. This is what she has been raised for. This is what she has been not bred but groomed for her entire life. I think she's more prepared for this moment than... I, her player, because <laughs> I, as her player, like, as, as a player, I'm very nervous for my character. But I, but Minui, I mean, she's... Certain. She's certain. This is going to happen one way or the other, and there's no sense in her dwelling on her dying, because regardless of if she lives or dies, the family will continue. But if she's, if she's there, if she survives, when she survives... She can use this to her advantage, and she knows that, which is why she made this decision, you know, completely in the first place. And she's, I think, more concerned about Dew. 
than she is herself. Because, excuse me. <laughs> um, sorry, it's real heavy in here. Um, we also grilled earlier. It was quite tasty. We're all pretty yeah. full bellies. I'm feeling good. Um, because do, while well, she has not, she, she didn't hesitate. That's she, true. She was fully aware of the decision she was making. She knew what was happening. Cold-blooded, but yeah. <laughs> Certain. <laughs> Is that a knife in my back? Certainly yeah. is. Yeah. All right. No, that's in your front. <laughs> she wasn't hiding it. They asked, will you betray your friends? And they got, will you betray? And then you would already stab both of us. <laughs> right in the back. She's like, will you betray your friend? They're like, will you betray your friends? She's like, I won't betray my family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about you, The thing is, you have to kind of consider it from her perspective. She's alone in a room with the head of the family. She could have said no. Perfect time to kill. But if she would have said no... <laughs> Okay, it's, you say that, but you that room would have been surrounded. She like a, would have died regardless. It's like a couple where one of them's abusive, and then the other one just keeps going back, no matter how many times they hit them. Hey, why are you talking about my mother's relationships right now? Um, we are talking about your family. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God dang. Please don't get sued. By my mother? I don't, I don't know. Listen, we might be famous one day, maybe. I don't think the queen of meth is going to be concerned with us. <laughs> Okay. See, I now I'm worried. Now I'm worried. Listen, you guys are worried about where our listeners come from, and I am not. <laughs> I want to be the podcast for all people. Shout out to those Romanian home- human traffickers. We got you, bro. <laughs> oh, God. God. Oh, God. God it's so one. crazy how fast we get sidetracked. <laughs> so, anyway, back so, to your story. Because we're all dudes. It's heavy in here. Two seconds. Yeah. Wow. Any, so, so many beers. During my spiel and everything. Um, no, but I think <laughs> I think Menuwe is not I think. Menuwe is not concerned for herself in this situation. She's concerned for Dew because she knows what she has thrust herself into. Dew does not understand it, and she's aware of that. It's with that certainty that Menuwe knows she has to come up with some plans. But those plans are interrupted with by a knock at the door. You may enter. Kyber walks in, and he's carrying a fur coat on his arm. I took the liberty of calling in a specialist. I think we'll need him. He wants to talk to you, though. And he kind of, like, holds up the fur coat for you to, like, put it on. He's on the roof. He's... Castigan is a little eccentric, but he's well worth it. Get him on our side. Thank you, Kyber. He's not a family member, but he's a... He's a freelancer I think we could work with. What? Oh my god. I what? fucked that up. I fucked that up. What, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said thank you, Kyber, in the middle of you talking. I'm That's so okay. Sorry. It's no, fine. no, it's that you, you said it so sincerely. <laughs> you... That's the... what fucked with me. That he's a, that's that's her brother, man. I know. <laughs> oh my god. You many this is her this is her life. I owe that guy one to the chest. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Minui puts on the coat that Kyber is holding out for her, mm-hmm. and she turns and goes, Thank you, Kyber. I appreciate your words of wisdom. Can you please lead me to him? He takes you to the stairwell, and, it, and basically you're on the top floor, down the hall, and it's stairs leading up to the roof. And he's like, "Just I'll be around, yell if you need me. Thank you. And you walk up to catch the green and blue hues of the Aurora Borealis. And this is your first, this is your guys' first night here in Alaska. So it's probably a little bit of a shock. But sitting in the middle of the roof with no fire and just kind of shorts is a figure. And you see him grab handfuls of snow 
and just throw them up in the air. And you're not sure if he's trying to count the snowflakes or trying to read them, but it's a cat person. And as he turns his head to see you, it's kind of a, a white lynx man. And he turns away and keeps throwing the snow. Ah, you're the one everyone is talking about. Yeah, I suppose I caused quite a scene, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and like, he kind of like, still sitting in like lotus position, wiggles around where he's facing. And again, he's just like a white lynx cat man. But you see that he's got like black on his face, like almost suit. And like he's drawn it on himself. It's like, so Minui, the gods have determined I should talk to you tonight. What are you planning to do with your new family? <laughs> I have to think of what to say now. I'm sorry. Well, I have been groomed to take over, so I'm going to do just that. <laughs> groomed, yes. <laughs> like a house cat? One could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still, there is, there is an aura on you. And the gods have placed their mark on you. Three times I have cried to them. Weald was the first. Woe was the second. And then the third time I cast the ugly, only your name came to me. You are the center of the storm. I shall attach myself to that. I do not know what the days will bring, but I wish to see it. I wish to see what the gods have declared for you. I would love to have you join us and see what the gods have declared. <laughs> I am Castigan. I am their voice. It is lovely to meet you, Castigan. When will we meet Willow and Sagoram? I am unsure. I am positive it will be soon, though, rather <laughs> than later. Will they come here? Must we go to them? I have a feeling we will be led to each other. <laughs> yes! 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 Yes, that is the answer. Of course, of course, we will be guided. And like he kind of jumps to his feet and like stands in front of you. He's not quite a head taller, but he's he's big for a cat guy. Muscular. I will pray for our victory. If not, for our glorious defeat. I will be your cleric. Yes, yes. It has been decided. I look forward to this partnership. <laughs> Excuse me. I must read the snow. I understand. It just got good. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, why are you over there making faces like, ooh? Like, you have some creepy cleric introduced to be on your side. And you're like, ooh, that's ooh. Like, he's here to help you. That creepy. I'm making the face because I'm just like, ooh. This Nick, sucks. Nick's over there with the skull and his helmet, going, "Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> Are we the evil guys?" No, it sucks because it's like, ah, oh, but continue with the story. Ah, uh, <laughs> Mr. Arthur, do sorry, we forgot to give you your orphan hammer. <laughs> orphan hammer? Yeah, for the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're cutting the program. They oh. take care of the women and the children too. They just, man, they breed so fast this time of year. We gotta call them. <laughs> His face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the bad guys with dental. You're doing you're doing <laughs> all the talking, dental. but he's feeling dirty for it. That is Just, well, I am the GM. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Seriously, <laughs> like this 
you remember the first time you ever read It and how you felt a little skeezy and like crappy? Mostly the the kid orgy scene, yeah. Well, yeah. minus that. <laughs> that fucks like, you up. Really glad first, I never read like, it. The first thousand pages of that book, yeah. that's how I feel right now. I'm like, <laughs> You're right. I also feel unclean listening to you all talk, you bad people. <laughs> Good. You know how we felt the first entire, like, portion of this season dealing with you and your meth every time Salabank talked (laughs) (laughs) that was in my head (laughs) and I was using the evil powers for good and Scarlet hey I had that bitch all locked down okay (laughs) (laughs) until I didn't until you didn't it was all under control (laughs) until it wasn't Brad you know something of that feeling yeah that's my whole life (laughs) oh god okay I never told my party members get on my side or I'm gonna genocide you lot (laughs) (laughs) We get to the morning, and like in tribal lands, we see that the Outwaters, Dave Wilkins, Monet, Sigorm, and Will kind of come together. Because what's the plan? We ice these motherfuckers. No. <laughs> <laughs> clack, clack! Go straight out of Compton! A crazy motherfucker! Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. That was old me. It's hard to knock that. <laughs> well, that's what Will would say. Right. Yeah. I don't. I'm 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 in somber silence. For once, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I mean, I did have something to say, but that was just a joke. That wasn't my character. New Will's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I love how you have the two most easily entertained on the same side. <laughs> I know. It's amazing that these simple bitches landed on the same side. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, stoke the flames of hate for the war. We're spiteful. <laughs> All of a sudden, Here's the thing. I feel right. <laughs> I don't think from Inui there's any emotion in this. It's just like, oh, gotta cut up the steak before dinner. Like, <laughs> you get the job done. And dude's like, I don't want to drown this bag of puppies, but I gotta do it for God's sake. <laughs> it's for my love. It, it's funny, though, because baby girl told me to. <laughs> Three of you are, are uncertain. Minui is not. Right. Minui is dead certain. <laughs> How uncertain is Sigorum? Like, I think there might have been a little bit in the beginning, but I'm starting to get the feeling that, like, as soon as it's go, he's going to be like, if they die, they die. In the moment, yes, which is Sigorum's strength. But leading up to it, he has the same doubts. He's talking to a voice in his head, too. We're all talking to somebody <laughs> that's kind of not there. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a lot of go-tos in writing, okay? It's mostly voices in heads. It's okay. We all have been to the ward a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one day, Sigorum will be a permanent m- member of the, the the spirits he sees and talks to. So, the Jedi. It's really just <laughs> plot. yeah, yeah. or the damn, the curse. However you want to see it. Plot twist: the whole campaign, Sigorum's been dead. <laughs> just y'all been six cents. <laughs> I mean, damn, like not the wildest. What would even be the point? <laughs> He's definitely half in. Shit. I still feel. <laughs> I wasted I still, all those heal spells. <laughs> I still feel like that would not be the biggest plot twist of the season. Oh no! Hopefully not. Wink. <laughs> I don't. So, I don't like the winks because I always associate them now with the original podcast and all the buggery jokes. Nah, it's not about that. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Monet saying that like somebody needs to step up. It's like, well, guys, um. If we don't go for them, they're coming for us. I mean, is that fair to say? Our goal should be the terrain. We need to get them back to the mountain. Contain them there. Free this place. We don't know 
uh, the numbers, how many, where they are. Some are uh, like spies, hidden, plain sight. But if we can take the leadership of, of this world and eliminate it or drag it back through the portal, sever the link, whatever happens on the mountain will stay on the mountain. Dave kind of steps up and he's like, listen, if we can take care of the stuff from your guys' side, like the people in charge, I can clear it out. All right, like those Russian mercenaries are here because they're getting paid. We take care of that, they're gone. We can take back the town, but it ain't going to be a, without a fight. So, yeah, I like your idea. If we take the head off the stake, I can wrestle it. They got to get the giggles out of there. If they throw the hired muscle at us, we're done for. Well, I agree that we should probably go to them at the same time. I don't know that I want to take them whenever they have the uh, fortified and chosen ground. Then we can get a neutral zone, preferably some place we pick. That's best case. And the Atwater's kind of chiming in. It's like, we've got enough men and some women. We're willing to, to go. It's an even fight number-wise. We've been watching. Well, I guess there's no use in waiting. Sometimes in war, some leaders don't want to see their people burn during the siege. They'll choose champions. A few will decide for the many. We could send a message. They may agree. They may not. It's worth a shot. We can send a runner. But... I got a feeling they ain't budget score. I wouldn't trust them to honor any sort of bargain deal. This is literally a situation of who can kill more of the other. I fought a lot of battles, and for some reason, since we came to the mountain and wherever this place is, this is the first time that I really felt like we're going into a battle. This isn't a fight for survival. This isn't a, a creature to be taken care of. These are people we know with understandable motives. Wrong, but understandable. For us, it's just more invaders. We want our home back. Let's go get it. To war, then. And the team walks out. We're dozens of people armed. A lot of them looking like the Outwaters. But there's also different shades of people. This is a mix of tribal people. This is a mix of people from Gnome who didn't fall on that side. Right. And they begin mounting up in trucks and snowmobiles. And we pan back to Gnome. We're talking. Kyver. Castigan, Sirdu, and Minui sit around the conference table. Ooh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You fucking privileged prick. <laughs> With nice warm pastries and coffee. <laughs> Tastes like ash in your mouth, motherfuckers. <laughs> I do declare that uh, I feel they will not wait. The longer, the longer they are in the wild, the stronger we can reinforce ourselves. I imagine we should be expected to be attacked very soon. I would have to agree with that sentiment. Um, however, I don't believe us going to them is going to aid us either. I think, I feel like when this goes down, it will be in some sort of middle ground. I feel like we need to go, but we do not go into their land where they know the terrain. There is wisdom in keeping uh, the operation out of the fire zone. Uh, we again, you are correct. I don't think we want to go too far from town. Uh, perhaps a battle on the outskirts. That's what I was thinking. Away from the portal. Yes, yes, of course. And I dare say your friends, uh, we've got people watching it, but I dare say your friends understand that exiting is not their victory. And even if they smash the portal on the other side, we can repair it. It'll take time. 
Don't get me wrong. It will be a major inconvenience, but I think we'll be all right. We have so much magic at our disposal <laughs> and items. <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned about the portal being destroyed. I worry more so about being cornered there. Well, I dare say, uh, you know, you have an excellent counsel here. And Tocket, who is sitting at the head of the table, like, kind of hops down. And Tocket's ring is this family ring, but it's got a large emerald on it. And he slips it off, stares at it for a minute, and, like, stares at the spot on his finger, and sets the ring down in front of you, Binui. Either way, this will be a excellent opportunity for you to show everyone uh, what you can do. I know you'll make us proud. I'm off to some place called Bob... Barbados? Good luck, Minui. If we ever meet again in this life, I hope you will be able to enjoy what I got to. Thank you, Talkit. I appreciate you and your wisdom and your belief and trust in me to take over this operation. And she picks up the ring, slowly removes her former, and puts on the new. Get that upgrade. He like shakes Kyra's hand. He's like, been good working with been good working with you, son. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, but for the listeners, Ashley's sitting there pl- throwing up gang signs at us <laughs> and smiling, so... Got that bling! <laughs> and Taka grabs a couple of suitcases and exits the room. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> so, Minui, what's the first command? Minui turns to Kyber, I think, first. Kyber. Yes, ma'am. You know this area and this terrain better than any of us could ever hope. I mean, you are an excellent bowman, an excellent, um, dare I say, ranger. I feel that would fit you the best in descriptors. Do you have an idea of an area that might be a good battlefield that would play to an advantage for us? There's really only two ways they can come. Any trucks will have to come down Bob Loggett Highway, uh, and the only real path for snowmobiles is there's a, there's an old farm. It's not getting used right now, but it's the only real clear path. They'll have to knock down a wood fence, but that'll take all of nothing. They'll have to come one of those two ways. The tree line is too sharp anywhere else. We'll have I'll I'll have my guys watching every avenue, but yeah, we can meet them on the outskirts. Perfect. Um, I will have you lead us to that area, um, Sir Arthur. Arthur's just gonna turn and look at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They got pre-death giggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some pe- some people laugh when they face death. <laughs> huh. Are you prepared for this battle, Sir Arthur? For what might come? I mean, me, Kyber, and Castigan. We all <laughs> have this mutual understanding that this will either be the greatest victory or a, a glorious defeat. We're going to put up a fight. Where do you fall? Will you accept your death if that time comes? You know, we've not always seen eye to eye, but I know what needs to be done, and I have I have your back during this. Just always know you got a friend in me. You got a problem. <laughs> I got him too. Jesus. <laughs> what? I had to. I'm sorry. You know what? Now I want your character to die. <laughs> Me Nick's, too. Tr- Nick's trying to make it easier for everyone to let go. <laughs> I am. That's really jeez. It's oh, it's shit. like, hey, are you down with killing our buds? 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm your sure. friend. <laughs> you got a friend of me. He's, he's everybody's I, friend. I, I need you to be ready to kill our friends. I'll kill them. To infinity. <laughs> and <laughs> <beyond>. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good uh, time. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and Castigan. I will be oh, there. Sorry. Just, you can edit everything out. <laughs> That's to me quoting no. Toy Story. But just at the end of this all, at the end, at the end of the day, I will have your back in this battle. Will you accept that you may have to kill our friends? Or I, should I say former friends? We'll have to accept the consequences out on the field. Castigan. <laughs> oh, I'm here to at the storm. Yes, I'm here for anything. Uh, if they are in your way, I will clear that path. <laughs> I have a question. Of you. Course. Yes, of course. Go ahead. You read the snow. I, I do. Have you any inkling of what might happen in the days to come? <laughs> People will die. <laughs> I mean, that much was obvious. I just meant surrounding certain conditions of the day. If the people in this room die, not much will change, except we will not be here. And for the people here, that will be a minor change. But if we are to win, not only, well, you will have to determine the future for all of us. And I am interested to see that. I am very excited to see you join us on the field. <laughs> I would not be anywhere else. And at that point, like, he crawls onto the table across to Sir Dew. And it's like, last night, I read in the snow, she is closer than ever. And the camera pans into the woods, away from town, where a circle of stones levitates in the air with purple light flowing through it. And we see footprints in the snow walking away from it. And we follow the footprints up to the back of an older man wearing red and black leathers. And we see him walking and walking and walking. And he approaches a farmhouse and he sees that people are gathering, Russian mercenaries with their guns, holding positions, people of the Eskimo tribe and their allies gathering, the forces in conflict which must inevitably meet. And Iveston looks around and says, well, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> And we'll find out on the next episode of Adventures Vault, a mountain tale.
Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. If you like what you hear, give the Adventurer's Vault a shout-out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.